Gonna be alright on a long, long road. Where we'll end up, I can't say I don't know. The light will shine bright and we'll know which way to go. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monday Mornings at the Linden Lounge. My name is Rich Linden, and I am so happy that you're with me today. This is my 10th podcast, 10 in a row, still alive, still making it. Now, uh, I've had people ask me, um, what is the Linden Lounge? Is it, do you own a bar? No, I don't own a bar, although I probably should. Uh, I have a passion and a superhero power to bring people together. That's just, that's what I love to do. It's what I love. It's crazily what I was born for. So over the years, my wife and I have entertained probably thousands and thousands of people at my house. And one of my hobbies is cooking. So I'm an amateur chef. So 10 years ago, someone just coined this as a check-in place called the Linden Lounge and it's stuck. And now it's a Google map uh, location and people say it's like a Cajun and Creole restaurant and a lounge. So that's it. Monday mornings, obviously some of you are like, Rich, this is Wednesday afternoon. What are Monday mornings? Well, typically, Monday mornings are my time. I love Monday mornings. I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm wide awake, and I'm super excited for the week. It's my favorite day of the entire week, believe it or not. It's like a clean slate. We can get up, and we can make things happen, and we can change the world. So Monday mornings, I get up, and I read my Bible, and I do some prayer, and I read a devotional book, and then I watch Sports Center, and then I drink some coffee, and then I make breakfast for my wife, and then my mind is just busting out with all kinds of thoughts. And that's where the podcast started. So I know some of you have listened to them. Thank you very much if you have. I appreciate that. And we are stepping up now. I have a coach in California. He's one of the most talented guys in the United States. And he has taken me on and he said, Rich, you got to go Instagram Live and you need to start interviewing guests on Instagram Live while you are podcasting. Um, So we're going to try it right now. I have an incredible guest today. Incredible guest. She lives in New York City. Obviously, some of you know, as I said, my head is reeling because I make my living doing events, uh, primarily a sports announcer, and I program music for live events as well as sports arenas, stadiums. This is what I do. So March 11th, man, my world came crashing down. March 12th, definitely. March 13th, I was done. I'd lost all these gigs. So Monday mornings is when I started my podcast, but it's Wednesday now because My life is just reeling out of control with COVID-19. I've been up and down on a roller coaster of emotion. Happy, sad, happy, sad, um, distraught. Well, I have an incredible guest. I met her probably a year ago on social media. This is the beauty of social media, right? We, We can say all the bad things we want to about Facebook, about Instagram, but it can bring incredible people together. And this woman caught my eye over a year ago. She is in New York City, the epicenter of all of this COVID stuff. And we're going to talk to her today in just a few minutes, but I want to tell you all about her. So she's a dancer. She's a professional dancer. No, fellas, she doesn't dance on a pole for a living. She's actually classically trained. She studied at Fordham University. Hearts out to my Fordham volleyball peeps. And has danced with Alvin Ailey, has danced on and off Broadway, um, classically trained in ballet, a course contemporary and all around fitness guru. But she also became a model and that's where I found her uh, online on Instagram. And I saw her and I thought, okay, this is either an incredibly awesome person or someone who doesn't really exist. And to my blessing, she's actually real. So we struck up a friendship and have been connected ever since. She's in New York City. She is 
not only modeling all the time, which, by the way, you need to look her up because she is smoking hot with beautiful messages of positivity, but she now is a budding actress. She is starring uh, on all kinds of projects on the internet, on the web, as well as one incredibly good show on broadcast television. And I'll let her tell you if she wants to tell you about that or not, but she's in the cast of a very popular network show that's obviously on a hiatus right now. So she does it all, modeling, acting, dancing, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. I love what people do, but what I really love is who people are. So I'm going to see if I can bring her in. Let's see. I don't know how to do this. I will try to bring her in. Let me see if I can do it. Add her and see if we can get Zandra on here and do an interview and find out what she's doing in New York City because uh, she's amazing. Uh, so let's see. It's connecting. What? There she is. Hello. Ladies how and gentlemen. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. The bigger question is, first of all, before we start talking about what you do and how you do it and your passion, your heart, and how you reach so many people, how are you doing right now? Because we, in the rest of the country, like – I'm obsessed with this, which my wife says is terrible. I record the national news. I record, and man, we, we just see New York City, and we see it being just blasted. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I've been uh, quarantined since, I think it was March 14th, so about wow. 33-ish days, give or take. And it's changed so much in the city ever since, you know, before our eyes, I think uh, the last, we had the last day of filming very unexpectedly, like overnight it happened. And then right. within the next 24 to 48 hours, just the streets emptied out. And the only time that you really feel that New York energy uh, is at 7 p.m. every day when everyone is screaming and making a thunderous applause outside for all of the frontline workers. So it's been great, but it's been interesting for sure and it's been great being able to do things like this where i can connect with uh humans which yeah, is I, wonderful. I can't i can't imagine i just i can't imagine that um like i live in a i have a tiny little house but at least i have a tiny little house i have a backyard and i can just go out there and sit by the fire pit but i have all these friends in new york city and like you and like how do you how are you keeping your sanity right now um are you able to get out because i know before all of this, you were all over the city. I saw photo shoots with you modeling all over the city. So now what? Now what do you do? Yeah, you know, I uh, I have my apartment here in the city. And so been making the best of it. Um, you know, I do still go out for walks time to time and different things. But I've been kind of uh, staying in, focusing more on acting as well as career things and just overall uh, academics in general, things that I'm not usually able to commit quite as much time to now I'm able to it's it's we got to find the blessing and everything so sharpening the saw but wait before I get to that um so Zandra had scheduled an interview with me like a week and a half ago it's like Rich I love this I love your podcast it's beautiful I want to be on it please I'm like oh my gosh yes yes please um but then she left me and she's like I'm sorry I gotta go and she did some I call her my own little superhero so you did some superhero things. What have you been doing for the past week? So actually, a few things. So I started out uh, about, say, maybe two weeks ago or so uh, with going for, it was five courses for a specialization in epidemiology and public health, which essentially is the study of epidemics and basically what we're going through now. And from there, I ended up um, 
I'm very, very, very thankful uh, for this actor who knew that, who referred me. And then I got a phone call from the city the next day. Um, and so they have recruited me uh, into helping with the pandemic situation that's happening now. So I'm uh, kind of going to uh, be starting officially soon, but you know, it's kind of like a training process now, and I'm going to be helping people who are COVID-19 positive, um, who are non-systematic, as well as people who are on the front lines uh, who might be getting different programs uh, through the city in order to keep them on their feet and keep them helping us all. Wow. So you are rushing right into the fire, basically. You, yeah. you, are, my, you are my superhero. Excellent. So um, let me start this out for all of our listeners. Um, superhero. This is where I saw you first. Um, you began um, modeling all over Kansas or all over New York City, and I'm in Kansas City, and I started watching you do this. Uh, and then you started modeling in cosplay yeah. outfits, and that's I'm a nerd by heart. Like I, you know, I love uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I love Comic Con and all that stuff. So I, then all of a sudden, I see this gorgeous, incredible woman who obviously was classically trained in some of your poses, and I'm like, wow. What got you into the cosplay modeling? How did that come about? You know, it kind of just came. Uh, it was something I wasn't really expecting to throw myself into. And I did wholeheartedly, you know, someone uh, who was in my life at the time, you know, was like, Alex, you know, you should really give this a try. Like, you know, you could reach uh, different groups of people like this. And, you know, it would be really great. And I said, you know, I don't know, like, how, how am I going to make this work? And eventually, after thinking about it a lot, you know, I had realized that so many of the values that we all hope to have and that we all try to have each day in our lives are depicted in so many of these characters. And so I like to put things out that are kind of genuine. I don't really like to throw things out uh, that I'm not really into. And so that's when I sort of started to bring about all the different costumes and I have always loved costumes. Um, yes, that, that's definitely a story for another time, though, um, ever since I was a really young kid. And, you know, I think being able to put to play all the different values that people want to have that they would love to see and being able to do that in that manner is just really great. That was amazing. So, first of all, who did your costumes? Who did them? They're fantastic. So, when... Side note. So when I was a little kid, I was a competitive figure skater. And regardless if we were driving from New Wait, York. Wait, hold on a second. You were a competitive figure skater? Yes. Big thumbs up. I love my yes. figure skaters. Okay. So I would, uh, on the, you know, my parents would drive me to all these competitions. So whether it was from New York to Minnesota or it was New York to Pennsylvania or wherever the competition was, I sat there and I had my little sketchbook and it had all my little stars on it and then inside I would draw out all these costumes uh -huh. and so the connection with that and this is I I still have my little sketchbook but now it's a much larger sketchbook and I'm starting to slowly design you know my own uh, costumes for cosplay which has been really intimidating but also exciting at the same time um, in the meantime though I have been shopping different uh designers and costumers uh their costumes as well as have been really utilizing the World Wide Web on the internet just simply uh, for time's sake. But I usually do add like my own little something to the costumes uh, in order just to kind of make them more original. Yeah, I see that. We're going to get to that in a minute because they're amazing. So 
Um, here's how it started. I started following you and I'm watching and I'm seeing positivity in your modeling and in your posts. Um, one of my best friends in the whole entire planet. I love her dearly. We do all kinds of programs together. She kind of has a motto that she lives by life. She says, you know, I like people with scars and yeah. I'm like, yes. And she goes, Rich Linden, you like people with scars. You're drawn to those people not necessarily physical scars, although that is part of it too, but just those people that have been through stuff, they've been through, they have, they've been beat up, they've, they have scars, emotional scars, scars in their heart, maybe even physical scars. So when I started watching your posts, and this is one of my little, I think, superhero powers, I can see people's scars. I can see and feel that in their heart, in their minds, in their bodies. And I'm like, this girl has a story it's coming out. Not many people see it. It's subtle, but it's coming out. So um, tell me your story because uh, you are a strong, powerful, positive, confident woman, but you ended up somewhere not so good. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm actually seeing uh, some people from different TV shows are kind of popping up. They're joining. Uh, so some of them know parts of this. Some of them don't. Um, but you know, I, I always was very dedicated. I always kind of was, um, just a go-getter. And so whether it was skating, dance, um, you know, that was much before the acting had come into play, I always would gravitate towards, Hey, let's pick up an extra practice session. You know, mom, can you drive me to the rink? Can you do this? You know, can you help me uh, to get there? And so many times it was so easy to be able to say, Hey, you know, do you think that you might be able to help me out, bring me to the rink or bring me to dance? Um, you know, and it's uh, such an interesting thing when you compare that to asking for help with something that you're embarrassed about or that you don't even quite understand yourself or can conceptualize. And so, you know, personally speaking, I had ended up in this world where it was felt out quite easily to me. You went mm -hmm. to school, you got good grades, you got a good job, and you went on with life. Yep. But unfortunately, as we can tell with the pandemic at minimum, people's lives are not perfect. The world is not perfect. The environment around us is not perfect. And so I had ended up in a situation where I was dating an individual and Dang. it became toxic very quickly. And, you know, I had realized it in the beginning and, you know, people were like, well, why didn't you leave in the beginning then? <laughs> and it's so simple to say that, um, but with as clever and, um, creative as I was, you know, with different ways to, you know, break the news nicely and, you know, just to get on with life, um, this individual had made it very impossible to. Um, and so, you know, I don't usually use the word impossible. Um, and, but in this situation, without help and without different elements falling together, it really became that. It yeah. went from being something that was toxic to something that was abusive, to something that was mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, you know, in every way, shape, and form, abusive. Um, stalking came with it. Then, wow. um, you know, there was attempts to, like, ruin my career. I mean, it was, like, anything that I would – I made a list one day, and it was of everything that was most important to me in my life. Yes. And I literally checked off as he hit every last thing. And – being someone who was at one point pretty confident. I mean, I had been bullied growing up and everything. 
But being someone who was wait, 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 wait. I can't imagine you being bullied growing up. Yes. You're gorgeous. Yes, I was and like athletic. the laughing stock of the town. Yes. Oh my goodness. Because everyone wow. thought it was uh, really like odd that I was so self-disciplined, um, and that you know I didn't like I just didn't interact. I guess as well as you know other people who were going to all the parties and everything. Uh, so you were so, a nerd. You were a nerd. Yeah, I was a nerd, and I still am to date. That helps my heart greatly. So, okay, so you're bowling growing up, but but you became strong. You became, you know, confident. You have this budding career. So, what attracted you to this person? I, I I'm only saying yeah. this from someone you know, who has been well, in a in one of those relationships. It's like, hmm. you know, I ask myself this every day, and every day I come up with less and less of an answer for it. I think, um, you know. I tend to uh, go more for people who I can have very like in-depth intellectual conversations with people who understand that there is a uh, life uh, and that lifestyle is called the entertainment industry and that uh, it doesn't really just turn off when you go home all the time. You know, you do have emails that sometimes you have to answer and it's a 17 hour day easily. And so not many yeah. people can understand that. So when someone does, it's a rarity and you want to like grab them, you know, and hold them tight forever. And I think that that was kind of the start of it. Um, and we both, uh, we were in the same community in the entertainment industry. So we were able to pitch ideas off each other on scripts okay. and acts and all different things. And so I think that that was like the original attraction was, wow, like we can actually collaborate and do things and, we had a few similar interests at the time. Um, so, yeah. Um, here's the deal. So, um, this is another thing that drew me to you because people don't know this. I haven't done this podcast yet, but uh, I was in an abusive relationship, domestic violence. I'm 6'1", 220 pounds, okay? But I was with a woman who was, she was only 5'3", maybe, 95 pounds. She was modeling She's from New York City, gorgeous um and then it became abusive it was emotionally abusive it was mentally abusive and believe it or not it was physically abusive and people were like dude she's 95 pounds you're 6'1 220 yes uh, she did she hit me with things threw things at me it was terrible but in the beginning you think uh this person has me and my point is those types of people they're really good at bringing you in at first and having that mutual thing in common. And then it just comes into control and power and, and it's terrible. So how did you end up for all of the people that I work with that are listening and are going to listen to the podcast that want to know, how did you get out? Because it's so hard because that little voice in your head says, um, I deserve this. This is my fault. I don't deserve better. I'm getting emotional just talking about it. So how did you get out? How did you figure it out? Yeah, you know, I think everybody has the extreme notion uh, when looking at, especially social media, wow, this person's perfect. They're so wise. They have their whole life figured out and all these different things. And I think that so many times, um, you know, the question of the matter is, do you believe that you have the power to get out of any situation? Um whether it's something toxic, it's a relationship, it's an obstacle. And I think really uh, what has stood out for me uh, to this day is 
that you do have the power in every single situation the moment that you believe that you do. And so if you are in a situation and you feel powerless, the minute that you believe that you even have an ounce of power, that is your hope. That is what's going to bring you through. And with that, that is what could very well potentially drive you to seek out different resources and different people and not just say, oh, I need help or, oh, you know, I don't really, you know, I I don't understand, like, why aren't the resources coming to me? That is physically to go out and seek the help. There are so many wonderful organizations um, just from my situations alone, you know, Safe Horizons, Family Justice Center, Day One, and there's so many more that are just waiting to help people. They sit there, you know, waiting. And What's so your number think, one? Do, do you have one that's really near and dear to your heart? You know, they all are. Um, they've all helped in so many different ways, and, um, you know, I can't pick. But it was uh, amazing because the moment that I did remember, like, I actually have a voice, and I have some power. And even as terrible as I feel right now, like, there is something that brought me to this point for a reason. And I have a reason to go through this and to get out of this. I think that that point is the point of empowerment right there. Was there there a person or was there an event or did you get, uh, did you, did you make hit a role? Was there one thing where it hit that seed? where like, I have power. I'm actually worth more. Was there one thing or was it just a whole bunch of things where you finally snapped? You know, it was kind of a collection of things. I think one of the things, um, I won't say which TV show, but I was on one in particular and yeah. I had met some incredible, I mean, incredible people. Like, they weren't just, you know, amazing actors. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite actor. How do you, like, stand next to your favorite actor? These people are actually incredible. Um, they check beautiful. on each other even during the pandemic. And how are you? And can I drop food off for you? And all, you know, just incredible people. And I think seeing them and being able, fortunate enough to be around them enough and to see how positive they were, um, it yeah. fully made me realize how negative uh, other people around me were. And it started to make me realize, wow, like, why can't I feel this good all the time? And then I would get like nasty, like hate mail and texts and stuff, you know, while there. And I would still feel better than if I was just getting them in general, like not being at that right. set because it was just the environment. And slowly, you know, I had uh, shifted between a couple of gigs and I just kept feeling that same ounce of energy and so that was kind of i would say the point in which i discovered like wow this is like toxic like i feel terrible all the time when i'm with this one person i get a headache every time that i talk to this one person every single time this is my body telling me something but when i'm around other people i don't feel this way and i actually love myself and the way that i feel and so i think that that's when it just connected and you know, I met a bunch of people along the way who had what I thought was this miraculous superhuman power uh, to stay calm under the pressure and, you know, to be able to help so many people and to not feel bad at the end of the day. And right. it, they just kind of taught me, like, you have a power, you have a voice. And, like, if I can help you bring that out, you can then help someone else. And so I that's say my this all the time. Surround yourself with people who make you better. And you found that you found that. that's incredible. Well, I've seen you evolve. Um, I saw you evolve before I even 
talked to you physically. I'm just watching your social media and I'm seeing things and I'm seeing anger come out, but not in a negative way. Uh, but like I see this, this fire and I see this thing and I see you determined to help other people get out of that situation that you were in. Um, but I have to ask, um, so let me back this up. My wife, uh, she was in, uh, she, she's a strong, powerful woman. She's 5'10". She's a CrossFitter. She freaking lifts heavy, runs forever, smashes volleyball. She's a coach. She's incredible. But she was in a domestic violence relationship, uh, domestic abuse and violence, which no one can, people are like, they see her and like, no way. There is no way, but she was before we got together. Um, so she got out of it like you did. But we were at an NFL game, tailgating with a bunch of our friends, um, getting ready for the NFL season. We're having a blast. And this is, this is years after she had left this guy and gotten, she had to do restraining orders, and he tried to break in her house, and there was stalking. Um, he even applied and got a job at her office. That's how crazy it was. Um, but this is a year. Yeah, this this is year. This is years later. But we're tailgating. We're having fun. We're having some drinks and having barbecue. Getting ready for NFL football. And he drove by in a car slowly. He didn't see any of us. This wasn't. I don't think intentional. Well, it might, actually, it might have been. Now that in retrospect, but I don't think so. He didn't see us. He was driving by. Just happened to be in the parking lot looking for a parking spot. But she looked over and she saw him. Instantly, she fell apart. This strong woman, powerful woman, she started shaking. Um, she, started, she started crying at a tailgate party. And all of us are like, I'm like, honey, what's up? What, what's up? And she pulled me aside and she told me. Um, and we were with some people that have played, had played professional football and college football and some pretty big athletes. One was a federal agent. And of course, they love her, and they're like, we're going to go find him. We're going to kick his ass. No, 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 please, no, don't don't go find him. But my point being, um, even years later, just seeing him uh, triggered stuff. Have you had to see this person or come in contact with him? And how do you deal yes. with that? You know, I uh, have to come into contact uh, with him uh, quite often, actually, um, just going – you know, three different things. And so it's tough. Um, I won't sugarcoat it. It stinks. Like, I absolutely hate it. Um, I dread the day. You know, I always text uh, one of my core people at minimum that day. And, you know, I'm just like, just to like let you know, it's that week, it's that, you know, day. And, you know, whatever happens, uh, nothing ceases to amaze me anymore. Uh, that was one right. thing. I What is, said what is done what is nothing ceases to amaze me but i definitely have an amazing support system and i couldn't be more grateful and i think being able to connect uh with certain people on certain tv shows who have had similar experiences or you know have gone overcome like in amazing you know struggles and obstacles and just being able to come together um and just to kind of remember them and just to feel their presence uh you know, when I do have to go through these different things, it's, it's really helpful, uh, for sure. And, you know, just remembering that this too shall pass. And, yes. uh, you know, as difficult as it is now, I just keep remembering that 
when you stand up for your like you have to be strong to take in all the pain but you also have to be, then become even stronger to let it out and so you know That's true. being able to do that artistically is something that i love i love it as an outlet i use a lot of my work um, and draw upon different experiences some people say oh you know she's an actor so you know maybe you know it's just like a thing she's just making it no um no. the fact that i'm an actor has nothing to do with it as a matter right, of fact right. you know, that's like saying you know i'm a lawyer like it doesn't matter anybody can go through these things and so really what gets me through is my uh friends and core group and just going through and creating that's amazing so i would tell you this because i i'm not an actor but i'm in the entertainment business and yes, you are. I, I have uh, ways to emote and get out creatively, but what would you say to some of these young women, or maybe not so young women, or let me back this up, not just women, uh, men that are in abusive relationships. They're stuck, especially now. When I see, I heard Lady Gaga the other day talk about this when she said, we're all in this together, and she's like, no, we're not. And she really spoke out like, what about the people that are stuck in social distancing, stay-at-home orders with an abusive person. That could be um, a male or a female. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I have um, very close friends of mine who are lesbians who have been in abusive relationships with other lesbians. So it, it's gender neutral. There's just jerk-off abusive people everywhere. But what do you say to the people who don't have your outlet to get it out? How do you handle it? What would you tell them? What do they need to do? How do they get by day to day? What What would you What would you give them as far as advice? You know, two things come to mind, um, and I had actually seen what you were talking about uh, with Lady Gaga as well. And two things come to mind. It's not necessarily just the people who are in the same um, building or the same home or the same apartment or co-op, as you will, um, as their abuser. It's also the people who have restraining or who might not live with the person but everybody yeah. knows everybody's home and as sad as that is like most people who you know are going through this um i've had a lot of people come to me and they say you know alex like obviously he knows where i am now you know it's not a, or she does or right. you know whatever the situation is and so you they know, know i'm here they know i'm here unfortunate and uh one thing that i would yeah. urge anybody um who's in any of these situations is um to make a safety plan and also to have a go bag. And that if right now, especially that go bag should also have anything that you might need for unemployment papers, you know, any of those documents, that's something actually you okay. normally we don't think of or need. And just to, um, unfortunately, you know, there's, it's really hard right now with resources, but fortunately there are a lot of resources that, you know, if you are safe to text, if you are safe to go on the internet, you can reach out to, or a lot of the agencies I know are also uh, having different pickup points and things like of that nature where, you know, you can go on a walk and, you know, talk with somebody, right. um, you know, in but a, it's in a difficult. safe place, in a safe place. Yeah, Definitely. it's difficult. I mean, Definitely. it comes down to, uh, do you feel like you're worthy enough? I had to get to that point. It cost me a lot, but. Oh man, I'm so much better now. My wife Definitely. had to get to that point. Um, and now we're, and now she and I found each other, two people, scars. We have scars now, right? And now, you know, her crazy matches my crazy and we're a jigsaw puzzle and all that. Deadpool Definitely. stuff. But, 
Um, and I think, um, you know, I've been actually put in this amazing situation. I can't speak too much about it, but um, I'm actually able to help someone um, who has a similar profile of uh, abuser. They're, it, it was actually kind of like helping with authorities. And so um, I was kind of brought in to help um, to say, you know, well, what do you think if she tries, you know, to leave in this manner? You know, what was your experience? Because our uh, two toxic people uh, happen to be very close alike. Um, so I do yes. uh, speak to a lot of people with, you know, similar issues. And one of the things that I have decided to do uh, effective today is in my stories each day, I'm going to post, you know, different quotes and um, different mm. like tips and different hotline information um, just yes. for people who can't necessarily safely go to a certain website. They can check out my page, refer a friend, however they want to do it. And hopefully they'll be able to still get that information. You're amazing. Okay. Let me put that to uh, one side for a second. I just want to finish by talking about you. I'm watching you, young lady. Like in, let's see, maybe we've been together. I've been following you. Not we've been together, but I've been following you for 15 months, 16 months, maybe a year and a half. And I see you evolving. You're evolving. You're evolving. I dig it, man. Every week I'm like, what's she doing next? Um, What's she going to do next? So you're continuing to grow as an actress, of course. Um, which by the way, people, we're not talking about, we can't say the exact name, but it is a network television show and a lot of other projects. So you got to find her. You just need to Google her. Um, so my question is what's the next chapter in your life? Where are you going? You know, I've been thinking about this a lot and actually I have over the past two weeks, uh, been meeting with someone who actually found me three years ago so kind of a similar situation to us where you know we kind of meet on social media and then you know later down the line have become uh, friends and are now doing this and uh you know they've really been coaching me through uh just basic uh concepts of like you know making goals and different things and one thing that i will definitely say is I've been pulling a lot of uh, my loves of entertainment together ever so slowly and gingerly. So you're definitely going to see growth in that. You're going to see growth um, personally, I think, with me and my work, as well as a lot of uh, positive, motivational things. I want to be able to interact and to talk with a lot of you. A lot of you have been sending me all these great questions. And I'm really going to be focusing, I think, in the near future on answering them, whether it's uh, online uh, through social media or even yes. maybe a book or a podcast. Um, you know, uh, you so get there your will podcast, be girl. You need one. You need one. There will be a lot of mediums coming your way. And also, uh, my goal is really to advocate um, and just to help people and to be along their journey. I know so many people don't have really the support system or the resources. So I would love to help people on their journey and just to be there as a support um, or even a guide in any way. Well, my journey is going to be your journey. We're going to keep going and growing as friends, and I'm going to help you in any way I can. So you're amazing. I can't wait to follow you uh, on your professional career as well as your heart career. Obviously, of course. Now, people don't know this. I haven't told anybody this, but um, so I started following her. We started talking. I'm realizing this is a wonderful human being and has a lot of talent. So I actually was going to fly Sandra into Kansas City. She was actually going to do Planet Comic Con 
and then she was going to do the NAIA Men's Basketball National Championship with me. And then my whole world just crashed down. So she's like, uh, what are we going to do now? I'm like, let's do a podcast. So happy you came on. You stay safe. You stay well. We love you so much. Just keep doing what you do and impact all these people. Love you. We'll catch you later. We're going to be all right on the long, long road. Where we'll end up, I can't say I don't know. The light will shine bright and we'll know which way to go. The sun comes down and we'll feel the shine. I am so lucky I can call you mine. We'll be in this together, I know it'll be all right. Do, do, do.